Hello, and welcome back to Dive In with XO Swimmer Girl XO, um, and that's me. Uh, I hope everyone's had a great week. This is my first episode as a 27-year-old, um, and it's hit me recently while anticipating my birthday um, what 27 really means. I So I um, I feel really young at heart. Like I feel like 27, some people will be like, that's still young. Um it's so funny to see that number like on a screen, I guess. I, uh, I'm not a big Bachelor fan, but the one season of The Bachelor, or The Bachelorette actually, that I watched was Caitlin Bristow's season. And I really loved her. And I followed her and like I listened to her podcast and stuff. I was like really ingrained when I was at my first job, which was like a sales program. So I was like driving a ton. And I remember Caitlin saying um, 27 was the year her life changed. And I, I remember like watching that and listening to that and being like 22 and being like, oh, I kind of hope that for me it's earlier. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it seems like a lot of her life was different then. And it just seems so far away. Um, and I'm not I'm not signing up for The Bachelorette. I am um, I'm more fulfilled in love than I ever thought possible. However, I am 27. And it's funny how time can creep up on you and take so long at the same time. You know, I'm moving out of my apartment in July, um, the apartment I've lived in alone for over a year. And it is funny to me, um, looking back at the last time I moved out of an apartment, like ahead of time, you know, so I lived alone for a bit. Then I moved in with an ex-boyfriend and that move in with him was planned. And I remember like the months leaving, leading up to that, there was just this existential dread, um, like a, a pit in my stomach of, of what life with him would be like and how I thought that was what life was supposed to be. I don't know how to like explain it other than with ADHD, I have experienced most of my life in extremes and living with my ex I felt I did. I guess I felt extreme, but I was extremely lonely. And I just um, I think a lot of the reason I stayed in a relationship before was to to do this thing um, that I think everyone does where you want to prove something to somebody like, you know, with ADHD, I've been told my whole life that I quit things, you know, like she's so impulsive and pivots and she can't see anything through. And I think a lot of that to try and boil down a complex decision to the simplicity of I was trying to prove something to someone I think um I think I've learned in my old age <laughs> that um the things that make me different and I know it sounds so simplistic and cliche but the things that make me different are the things aren't aren't bad things like the to some people, I might struggle to see things through and maybe to psychologists and like clinical psychologists who di diagnose ADHD um to me. I've always been incredibly decisive. I've always like had a gut instinct and I have it earlier than other people. I finish tests earlier um, and I don't always do poorly, you know? And when I, I was in a relationship, I found myself in a relationship in which I was ignoring my gut instincts because I thought my gut instincts were wrong to have. And being how I am now, um, it's just it's just an interesting parallel where I've come to this acceptance like that's me. No amount of medication or behavioral therapy will change me from being me. ADHD and me are intertwined. There isn't where one stops, one ends. Um, and so while medication and therapy and 
understanding myself can help me advocate for myself in a world that is not built to be um, to adjust to lots of different types of people, ADHD included. I'm always going to have this. I'm always going to know things fast. I'm always going to pivot. And I'm always, to some people, going to be seen as somebody who does things too fast or doesn't think things through. It's funny. I was in a relationship for what felt like forever and no time at the same time. Like, logistically, one of the long, I think the longest relationship of my life and every day, like, droned on. And I tried so hard. God, did I try to to not, to buy in. Like, I tried to buy in. When I had moved in with my ex at the time, like, that wasn't, wasn't an impulsive decision. I mean, it was a decision that um, I honestly was like, I guess I have to do this. And I just, I did everything by the timeline that fit many people. It fit the type of people I wanted to be for the majority of my life, if I'm going to be honest. Like, I when you do things faster than a lot of other people and it, that's called out, I mean, at least for me, I used to, I just used to pray at night about being slow. I wished I was quieter. I wished I could just do things differently. And I can't, I can't, you're just you. Right. So anyway, um, looking back and knowing me as well as I know me now, the, the hesitation in my body and the timing of me looking like other people potentially is the biggest red flag for me. Like that is the least Catherine thing Catherine would do. And I am not trying to co-sign behavior that is unsafe. Um, but I am trying to say that there's nobody on earth that knows you like you. And all of us are different. And personally, hot take, I think that a lot of like judgments and things that are done and people will say like, oh, in terms of honesty or in terms of like, say, like I just want to make sure they're being safe. I understand they all come from good places. And so I want to meet those criticisms or the, those comments in a kind place and say, no one can tell the future. Like all we're doing all the time is just making like assumptions based off of our own lived experience. And no matter how similar we may look, no matter how similar we may have like similar experiences we may have lived none of us are the same and none of us know what's going to happen next and none of us can fully predict it and so anyway it's funny like I'm moving out of this apartment and the months it's been a couple months and I've just been I don't know it's just been paled in comparison I'm so excited like I I'm excited I feel every day I am genuinely so grateful to feel as as exactly where I'm supposed to be. Like, I feel so content with my place. And I do want to say that in the years that I've come from, those I was where I was supposed to be, in my opinion, like the way I see the world. I was supposed to do everything that got me here. I've always felt that way. I've always said that. Um, actually, in honor of Mother's Day, my mom reminds me of this. She's like, when you were all the time. And so happy Mother's Day to anyone who um, is one and who would be listening to this. Um, it's also my birthday. It's funny. And today is my mom's birthday, which is funny because it's mine's May 8th. Hers is May 9th. Um, Mother's Day is always one of those days. So it's just like a big weekend for Taurus women in my family. <laughs> um, and so happy birthday to her. She's the best. She'll always re like she'll remind me when I'm really like when I've been in places where I feel a lot of shame, when I feel like I'm the butt of a joke that is hurting and most of the time, actually, it's times in which I want to be not me. Like, 
times I wish I was quieter, times I wish I didn't have the emotional the emotional ADHD that I do. I'll say like, not often, but once or twice I've said to her, I just kind of wish X, Y, and Z. And she'll remind me and say like, you always say that you have no regrets because they led you, like everything you've done has led you to where you are currently. And she's right. And um, she's, just, I don't know, like sometimes, you know how if you are lucky enough to have that type of relationship with your mom, sometimes, you know, those words mean so much when someone can see you like that. I think a lot of my life, I was so desperate to be like to get the opinion of other people of how they saw me because I wasn't looking at me, you know. Um, and it's nice in 27, I feel this. I just feel like my own best friend. And I look back on older versions of me that would like constantly ask people for reassurance and guidance. And it's just it's funny and sad to do at at the age I am now to look at the type of like I want to shake that girl and be like there's no one that knows you like you you know it's just weird but yeah I'm 27 um this weekend I cleaned out my apartment full of stuff that I'd had for years I donated 14 bags of clothes I've done this in the past um where like I go through I I just hold on to a lot of things like, yes, I, I do like to shop, but I don't shop that extensively. Uh, maybe my friends and family will differ, but I just don't throw things out. And I feel like it's throwing out. And in the past couple of years, I've been more into, like, thrifting. And so I've realized, like, giving things to thrift stores is just giving someone else an opportunity to shop um, in my head. And so this th I did this thing on the last day of 26 where I went through every item of clothing that I owned. And I did the Marie Kondo thing. And if it was no longer sparking joy or something I think I could bring into this next year, I thanked it. And I know um, or I, I assume that that could be you could be rolling your eyes. But honestly, it was one of the best things I've ever done. And um, it's kind of like what they say, like you don't realize how much stuff you have that you really use until you clear out the stuff that's no longer fitting. Um making memories for like more things, more things to buy, honestly, or more things to fill that space. It felt like a cleansing, honestly. It reminded me, um, when I was little, my parents would read my brother and I this book. It was like a big picture book. It was about a little boy who had a stuffy, like a stuffed animal, like mine. I have a stuffed animal. His name is, well, his name is Chief and he's also a puppet and I've had him since I was two. I sleep with him every single night and I plan to do that for the rest of my life and I find nothing wrong with that. But so like this guy had his chief, right? And um, he, I think he was like asking his parents if he could sleep with all of his stuffed animals at night. And his parents were like, all of them? And then he was like, yeah, no, all of them. And so like there's this, I like see vividly in my head this picture in the picture book where he has all of his stuffies in his bed and it's like a thunderstorm and he can't find his chief and he like goes into his parents room and he's crying and he's like I couldn't find the thing that he likes the most and so they find it eventually and he realizes that um he doesn't need all of that stuff like he has one for him like his chief and I think the book ends with him donating the stuffies to other kids um kind of like Toy Story 3 which like guts you and I feel that way about clothes. And I it's funny because I never thought I would. I mean, I love to shop. Um, I love I love a lot of I guess I love a lot of stuff. And I think maybe I'm 
I'm just, I'm surprised and happy to see myself now at that st- at this stage of life where I'm like, I feel like the quality is there. I know a lot of you guys who listen to this or who follow me on TikTok are not my age. And I remember hearing like whispers of this when I was younger and I was scared because at that time I thought to give away these clothes would make me feel sad. Like I'm like, oh, that's like my identity. And I'm like, I need those things. I just know it would give me a lot of distress. And so I just want to remind everyone, if you're not me, honestly, or this age, I fully believe everything happens to you exactly when it's supposed to. I was happy this weekend. And if I did this any minute earlier, I maybe would not have been. So don't worry or compare yourself to a version of somebody else at an age that you are not. Because while our journeys on this earth, in my opinion, all it's really cool that we can all intersect. They're all different. No matter how similar we may look, similar opinions we may have, similar lives we've led. The similarities remind us all that we're not alone. But if we all walked the same exact path, call me crazy. I think, call me hopeless, romantic, or incredibly, annoyingly, to my fault, optimistic. If all of us did the same thing, everything would be so boring. And I have to think, I've been like doing this reading on like nihilism. Um, my boyfriend sent me a video about it like a really long time ago. And it like explained a lot of what I was, kind of like how I think. Um, I'm not about to get on like some <laughs> religious trope here at all. I just, I like to think that there is a good point of us here. I'd like to think that, you know, like that brings me a lot of comfort. And so I just want to extend that comfort to anyone here. It's very easy to compare, especially with social media too. Like I know people have been saying that for years, but it really is easy to compare with social media. And I think sometimes we talk so much about how easy it is to compare that we we kind of undersell how social media can also be a great connector. Like I know that all of you have made me feel more seen than I've ever felt in my life before meeting Nick, honestly. Um, and Nick sees me in a way that like I never thought possible. And it's like I feel like we have this community where like I really love all of us and I love talking to you guys and I feel like I feel really welcomed in a, in a little in the little corner of the internet that we've carved for ourselves. And I think that kind of similar to how people say like don't only only respond to like bullies like whatever and then you're like well it's really hard because they're antagonizing me and I have ADHD. I just thought I'd point out that like sometimes if we I maybe not sometimes maybe if we if we take time to not compare ourselves social media can help us just make f- us feel like hey somebody's kind of like me and I like that we're different because like makes me feel less alone and I have like really interesting company my birthday was awesome um best birthday I've ever had my birthday is always weird for me honestly I always have like these weird feelings around it I'm never I've really never had one that I wasn't sad at and I wasn't sad this year um I was really surprised um and yeah like I'm still kind of taking it in I some of my girlfriends who are the best friends I've literally ever had in my life uh took me to lunch um and they like got me a card which uh, these all sound so small it's just you know I think I think the ADHD in me used to see birthdays as a time where like you thought people were doing things for like the pomp and circumstance. Like they were having a lot of stuffies and they're like, I love you so much. And you're like, you're just doing this to do it. And I think maybe if I 
if I pull that thought, I was really uncomfortable being seen. And so if you're uncomfortable being seen, not a lot of people can see you for you. But for some grace of whatever, um, I, being on TikTok, have gotten to be seen for who I am. And so I get to have friends that see me for who I am. And um, it's really cool and fulfilling. I mean, I was always scared because I was like, if somebody sees me for who I am and they don't like me, that's going to really hurt me. And that ha- it does hurt. It's also really cool when that doesn't happen, you know? So I don't know. It was just nice. It was like they, my friends got me this card and like they knew a thing. I always like, I love free people. And I was like, I just donated clothes. This is so helpful. And they got me like a tourist card. It was so cute. Um, And it's just cool. Um, I really don't have words for it. Maybe I shouldn't talk about it on a podcast if I don't have words. It's... But if there's, I guess if there's anything like me, I did just say that we all have different journeys. But, uh, you know, life continues to surprise me, honestly. And uh, I'm feeling really lucky for it. Um, but, yeah, my parents, um, I had, like, a happy Mother's Day. And my boyfriend got me a necklace for my for my birthday, which was really sweet. I... Uh, Gifts are always weird for me. Like, I love giving gifts, but receiving gifts always make me, like, wildly uncomfortable, mainly because I feel like you have to, like, put on a front. And maybe that's because I like when people react a certain way and I, like, love getting gifts. Um, But gifts also can be a weird part for, like, relationships, I think, because, at least for me, I always compared and I'd be like, somebody doesn't get me. And, uh, yeah, like, the gift Nick got was just really, it was just really great. It was really sentimental and it made me really happy. Um, Yeah. Anyway, it's starting to get warmer. We didn't end up doing the duck tour um, because I just overscheduled. And it doesn't, it, life continues to remind me that there's no stage at life in which you're not going to be like learning and discovering and changing, you know? Um, sometimes I used, to, I think I used to look at like relationships or a place I am in life as like, this is it. And it's like, life isn't, a, <laughs> life is not a cabaret and life is not a game. And so like, I, by meeting the what I believe to be like the love of my life, I other parts of my life are easier to navigate because I feel like I feel comforted that I have like the comfort he gives me is like insane. And I feel safe enough to like go through things I would avoid, you know, like, I I don't know. I think I just like would throw myself into finding love a quest that maybe I truly never thought I could fully find because I wanted to distract myself from like, the other hard stuff like interpersonal relationships have always been hard with me like I always say yes too much I'm very um not too much but I say yes often and um I'm not as I I could benefit for some more routine and there are parts of my life that I have just ignored for the sake of love in a romantic form and now that I have that love in a romantic form uh and it is everything I've always wanted it I could imagine it could be and more I um I'm better prepared to navigate the other stuff. And I'm less scared because I know that, you know, everybody says like, you know, I just want to be happy. And I think that that is unrealistic. And I think that that is silly because you can be happy many times a day. You know, all human beings experience every single emotion on the planet. Um, Happiness is one of them. For me at 27, I think the goals I have for myself and the things I shoot to remember are the times where I feel at peace. 
which is weird because it's hard. Like, I mean, I'm on, I have a job and I'm, um, I'm on social media now more. And there's like this interesting balance of how much peace do you share and how much peace do you like keep to yourself? And it's, it's weird. And I'm navigating it. Honestly, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like literally at all. I have no clue what I'm doing. I really didn't plan for any of this to happen to me. I hope that reminds anyone here that like, I think we're so quick in our heads to think of the worst case scenario when we're nervous about something. Or for me, like when I'm being emotionally intimate with like friends or anyone. And that is a possibility. But there's also crazy good ones too and millions in between, you know? It's, I feel like I'm a living, walking example of that. And it's just baffling to me. I, especially the friends. I've been insecure about my friendships for a majority of my life. Um, and like the birthday I had this year, I just literally have never felt so seen and comforted. And it was great. I will say, I mean, I think I felt comforted because I feel more comfortable. I've been practicing being comfortable with myself because people can, it does, I think it's important. And this is like a part of, I don't know what journey I'm on in life, realizing that people only meet you where you've met yourself most of the time. So if I was still um, not really listening to myself as much, it would be hard for somebody else to listen to me because everyone's just trying to listen to themselves. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling really lucky and really happy and thankful in life. And um, I hope you guys don't mind that these, I started this podcast giving advice and I want to get back to that. I do. But I also really like these little installments of like weeks in life because the whole reason I went on TikTok was to like think out thoughts and just to kind of like, I don't know, diary what I've just so I can look back in life, you know, a thing. I don't know if I've ever said this before that I am that I do with TikTok is I don't take many takes like I don't I say something and if I don't feel good about it, I don't post it and like I try and come back to it maybe later and feel differently about it. I want myself online to be the most authentic me ever and it just feels weird when it's not and so like I got I I think I like kind of strayed away from that for a bit because there's like these weird waves by which like I become more aware that people are looking at me on there um people like bring it up to me in my personal life which is really sweet like I love when people do it um but it like it kind of like I feel like I get thrown out of the day I'm like oh whoa I forget that there are people on here who know a different version of me um, but I think at 27, my goal for the next year is to be authentically, it's re- continue to be authentically me, no matter how that looks like online or how that shows up. And it's scary, but, you know, I think I can do it because, like, we have seemed to have done a great job of doing it together, haven't we? Like, I'm really proud of us. Um, I really am. Other than that, I know the Roe v. Wade decision, draft decision came out. Um, or was leaked. I read 97 pages of it, all 97, and it was a lot. Um, I talked about it on my TikTok, but I did want to talk about it here. Um, the draft decision was written, and it was a lot. Um, I never want to feed into or cause more distress for anybody. I am, like, incredibly pro-choice. And I want to just make it clear on here. I made it clear on my Instagram. I just want to make that very clear. I want to hopefully temper some fears that these are draft decisions. We don't know what people have voted on. But the language, while doing that, the language I read, I mean, it's really antiquated. And it's interesting, like, the Supreme Court makes decisions based off of old decisions. 
And doesn't that sound like the dumbest thing? Like, every year we keep learning and changing. Like, in the Constitution, like, women and people of color weren't mentioned. Non-binary people weren't mentioned in the Constitution, you know? Gay people weren't mentioned. It was straight white men mentioned in the Constitution. And so I just find that whole way of thought weird that you continue to make decisions based off of old decisions as if nothing were to change. Um, I'm encouraged by all the stuff I see online and how we can all come together and hopefully try and come together. But I do think that not touching on that would be um, irresponsible of me. And so I don't, I just wanted to make that clear. And I also want to make clear, and I've seen some great conversations online. Some people will say like, I would never have an abortion, but I am pro the fact that you should have a choice whether or not you'd have one or not. Love when people say that. So stellar. Um, I'm not trying to, I don't want to, um, I don't want to make anybody feel bad about their own decision for their own body. But I am just very pro-choice. I wanted to make that super clear on here. Other than that, um, oh, another history comment, I guess. Also, I'm really, I was really bad at history in high school, everyone. Like, I really was. I, mm, it was boring to me. So I... It's helpful since the George Floyd murder that I can relearn history in a more inclusive way because, like, I don't really have to relearn that much because I didn't really retain, maintain or retain that much. I think it's retain. I will say I was looking on Pinterest this week, uh, as I do to, I don't know, like, wind down. I love Pinterest. And only me would bring Pinterest up right now. And it was, I saw a quote, and this is the quote, and it was, the one thing history teaches us is that we never learn. And I was like, this could be seen in so many different ways. One, holy moly. The way I saw it was kind of cool. Um, not not the negative way. It was like, wow, like we're all on this earth and you're all living different lives. Like I, how I kind of like think, I guess. And uh, you're supposed to do it at your own pace. I think it was probably meant to be a little more upsetting because then I thought about how we live and what we live in. And uh, that was upsetting. But if there is any way for you to uh, take that in a positive way, I hope you can take it with you on your journey. Um, that's going to be all I talk about today. I hope you guys don't mind. Uh, also funny because like the last time something, it's I guess it's just the whole uh, paradox of noticing that people are noticing what I say now more. I've always kind of interacted, I think, with social media, assuming that like my parents would see it or family members would see it. Um, it's weird when like, you know, they see it. Um, and it's weird. I think it's a privilege to have people, anybody's attention. And so I will continue to attempt to keep your attention and to be authentic to who I am with that attention. Even if I fear that I will upset somebody, that is the biggest thing I'm working on this year too. Anyway, I love you very, very much. I hope you have a great rest of your week. West. I can't speak. Great rest of your week. And I will see you next Tuesday. Bye.